the FBI in peace and war. The FBI in peace and war, brought to you by Brill Cream, the original cream hair grooming discovery that instantly improves your appearance. Brill Cream, the cream that's really not greasy, not messy, and... L-A-V-A, L-A-V-A. Lava, the soap that gets grimy hands cleaner, faster than ordinary toilet soaps ever can. And Nescafe Instant Coffee, the coffee with the richer heart of the bean flavor. Another great story based on Frederick L. Collins' book, The FBI in Peace and War. Drama, thrills, action. Tonight's story, The Traveling Man. To the director, FBI, Washington, confidential. Stolen Buick sedan, motor number 126027, recovered on used car lot, Miami, Florida. Vehicle originally registered in New York City, third recovered to date. Confirming theory, New York to Miami theft ring. We'll continue tracing this vehicle and others with Agent Shepard. Sign it Reynolds through Miami field office. Mrs. Edley, how you been? How's Miami? How's your beautiful daughter? Did you get my telegram? <laughs> yes, we got your telegram, and your room's all ready. Alma? Did you have a nice trip down? Oh, terrible. It was snowing in New York when I left. Mm, who'd want to live in a place like that? Alma! I think she's fixing up your room with flowers. Oh, service. Oh. <laughs> well, for traveling men, we try to make it homey. Well, it suits me. <laughs> Alma! Oh, she knows you're here. Don't worry. Well, she'd better. I think I stay in this joint because I like motels. <laughs> Hello, Jerry. Oh, did you put the flowers in his room? Mama. <laughs> oh, don't you mama me. Will you sign the register, Mr. Bowman? And my daughter will show you to your room. Breakfast 7 to 9, no later. All right, I'll be up by 10. <laughs> Mama's terrible, isn't she? Oh, yeah, she scares me. I'll bet. <laughs> We've put you in here. I think it's quieter. Who cares about a little noise? Well, sometimes you get the headlights from the cars in that front room. I think... Jerry. Do you miss me? Uh-huh. Me too. I'll bet. But you don't believe me? Mm-mm. But tell me anyway. Oh, I missed you, Alma. Oh, Jerry. How... How long are you staying? Well, tonight and tomorrow night, then I've got to get back to New York. That's all? Yeah, but I'm making another trip in a week, and after that, that couldn't be for me. I huh? think it is, Jerry. Someone's been calling all day, wanting to know when you'd get here. Yes, I know who it is. I'll see you in a couple of minutes, Alma. This is business. Oh, yes, of course. We'll have dinner, huh? If you want. Oh, I want. A couple of minutes, baby. Hello. Well, where have you been? I've been calling that joint all day. Well, I had trouble with the car. Ignition. What are you so nervous about? What do you think? Figured maybe you got picked up or something. Well, I didn't. When are, you, when are you coming over here? Tomorrow morning. Okay, you bring my money, huh? Yeah, yeah. Four trips this month. I can count. Two fifty a trip. Two hundred. Oh, look, I'm bringing a brand new Cadillac. The Nick. price is two hundred. One car's the same as the next. All right, we'll talk about that tomorrow. And we won't talk about anything. 
All right, don't get in the heat. I was just kidding. I'll see you tomorrow, Nick. I've, I've got to go now. I'm taking a friend to dinner. In the winter of 1951, the law enforcement agencies of New York and Florida requested FBI cooperation in tracking down a car theft ring which was thought to be operating between New York and Miami, Florida. Three New York cars were recovered in Miami during a six-month period when local police conducted an intensive check of used car lots. But only one of the used car dealers was considered suspicious. He was questioned, allowed to go, then put under surveillance. During the time of this surveillance, other events were shaping up to bring the activities of the ring out into the open. So we're not selling any more cars on that lot. You'll take that caddy to this address on Bay Street. Guy knows you're coming. Okay, now where's my money? You'll get it, you'll get it. You're going to speak to Joe for me, try to get a little more? No, I'm not going to speak to Joe. Who do you think you are asking for more money? I take a lot of risks driving those cars 1,500 miles. Listen, you want to quit? Go on, get out. We can pick up punks like you all over the street. Take it easy, Nick. Who are you telling take it easy? This time last year, you're nothing but a loafer hanging around a pool room. Joe picks you up, he gives you a job. I drive the cars, don't I? I pay my own plane fare back to New York. Look, I'm getting sick of you. Maybe this will be your last run. Well, all right. Maybe it will, huh? Maybe I'll go into business for myself. You just try it. You just try that once. Well, you know, I'm only kidding, Nick. Go out for yourself. Go on. Just try well, it. It's just that I need a little more money, that's all. Well, you don't get it. Here's your dough for the last four trips. When you deliver the caddy, get back to New York. Joe is going to have plenty to say to you. Nick. Two-bit loafer hanging around a pool room. You don't know when you're well off, do you? Nick. Hello. Am I still in time for breakfast? No, but you can have it anyway. Did that man find you, Jerry? Yeah. Uh-huh. Aren't you? Yeah, and two fried eggs. So, Alma, you know what? What, Jerry? I am fed up with peddling tires and batteries and all the rest of that junk. I'm going into business for myself. What do you think of that? I think you should, Jerry, if you want to. Out in California? That's where I was thinking of going. Hollywood, Santa Barbara, someplace like that. You wouldn't be coming here to Miami? No. Oh. Well, if a person wants to go in business for himself, I I really think the you best You want to thing... come with me? Huh? We'll get married. We'll go to California. Jerry, please, that's nothing to kid around about. Who's kidding around? Jerry, if I thought you, you meant that... You think I don't, huh? Hey, Mrs. Edley, come here. Jerry! Well, you like California, baby. There's plenty of loose cash hanging around for a guy with talent. Hey, Mrs. Edley, come here, will you? I got something important I want to tell you. Back to the traveling man in just a moment. But first, Brill Cream. That's the sensational hairdressing that's got the whole town talking. Brill Cream. The cream that instantly improves the appearance of your hair. The cream that makes your hair look richer, healthier, more lustrous, and really well-groomed. Brill Cream makes men's hair look neat. Smooth and lustrous can't be beat. Use it daily just a bit. Brill Cream always makes a hit. 
Real cream, a little dab will do you. Real cream, you look so debonair. Real cream, the gals will pursue you. Simply rub a little in your hair. Brill Cream. Man, what a hair cream. No other dressing can do just what Brill Cream does for your hair. It's not greasy, not messy. Really not greasy, not messy. And that's not all. Brill Cream conditions as well as grooms. Relieves dryness. Removes loose dandruff. Makes your hair look healthier, more attractive. Get Brill Cream today. Remember, the smart look is the Brill Cream look. Now, act two of tonight's story, The Traveling Man. And then in February, we got our first real break in the case. Every reputable used car dealer in the Miami area had been notified to be cautious in the purchase of out-of-state cars. A dealer in Fort Lauderdale called us one morning, and after a brief talk on the phone, we hurried over to his office. The car had New York plates, Mr. Schaefer. Now that's right. And what made you suspicious of this man, Mr. Schaefer? Well, mostly the price he wanted for the car. It was a brand new 53 Cadillac, and he said I could have it for 1800 cash. 1800 Uh-huh. I can get practically 2900 for that model. Did he give you any reason for the low price? Oh, sure, sure. He had a real pretty girl in the front seat, said they just got married and he was going out west. He didn't want to drive and wanted to get rid of the car in a hurry. You said he was young, Mr. Schaefer. Uh-huh, 25 or 6, I'd say. Of course, he could have been some rich kid who was on the level, so I said, did he mind if I had a look at the car? He got kind of nervous then and said the car was in perfect shape. He showed me a bill of sale and registration. Do you remember the name on the bill of sale? No, I don't. I just glanced at it, and then I lifted up the hood of the car. I wanted to see the motor number. He got real sore then... But I could just see that the metal around the motor number had a lot of chisel marks, and the number looked new. All of a sudden, he said I was wasting his time. He slammed down the hood and drove off. I took down his license number. Here it is. Okay, Mr. Schaefer, thanks a lot. Uh, May I use your phone? Sure, sure, go ahead. We'll get out an alarm on the car right away. Driver said he was going to California. That's what he said. Hello, Agent Shepard speaking. Let me have the teletype room, please. I want to put an alarm on the air right away. Albert? Huh? Are you asleep? Uh Uh-oh. Where are we? Still in Alabama? No, we crossed into Mississippi an hour ago. While you were snoring. Jerry, I didn't snore. (laughs) Yes, you did, all the way from Mobile. So I decided we won't drive all night. We'll hold up someplace. Oh, but I'm wide awake now, honey. Really, I am. Mm -hmm. Well, after all, there isn't much scenery at night, is there? Same scenery they have in the daytime. (laughs) Jerry, you're an idiot. I know, for marrying you. I got holes in my head. You sorry? Sure, I am. But what can I do about it now? Nothing. You're stuck with me, for good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And you know what, Jerry? What? I'm glad we didn't sell this car. I like oh, it. Oh, you got fancy ideas, lady. It was all right when the company was paying expenses on this, but the guy going into business for himself can't be driving a caddy. Caddy? No, he can't. When we get to New Orleans, I'm going to unload this and pick up a Ford or a Chevy. Oh, a roadside coming up. Your turn. 
Incorporated Village of West Bay, 30 miles per hour, please. Don't say they're very polite, aren't they? <laughs> We're going to stay here for the night? If we can find a place. I want to drop Ma a postcard. Oh, no, no, not from here, honey. You can phone her from New Orleans. Oh, just a two-cent card. She loves I them. I said not from here, Alma. Oh, all right, I just... Well, thought... drop it, will you? All right, Jerry. Uh-oh. What? I guess I was going too fast with the village. They must have a speed trap here. What? There's a cop up there with a flashlight. Oh, <laughs> you think we're going to get a ticket? I don't know. <laughs> now, don't you talk, understand? Of course, honey. I won't say a word, but we were now, only... Shut go- up. Let's see your license, mister. What's your thing, officer? What's the trouble? Didn't you see that sign outside the village? 30 miles an hour? Well, yes, I did. I tried to slow down. Was I going fast? You were. From New York, huh? Yes, sir. All right, son. The courthouse is right around the square here. Follow my car. Just a minute, officer. I admit I was going a little over 30, You tell that to the J.P. Follow me. Okay. Hey, you! Come back here! Shut up. Jerry, what are you doing? Getting out of here. No two-bit village cop is going to stick his nose into my business. Jerry, he's following Well, let him follow. He's got a fat chance. Jerry! Don't worry, I'll lose him. Don't, please, Jerry. I'm scared. Well, that's too bad, baby, but you'll get used to this after a while. I just don't like cops, that's all. You'll get used to it. FBI field office, Miami, Florida. Cadillac car answering your alarm description stopped by undersigned tonight. While attempting arrest, car drove off. Undersigned gave pursuit, losing car. Deadly Motor Court. Oh, Ma, it's me, Alma. Alma, baby, where are you? New Orleans. Listen, Ma, I can't talk very long. Jerry didn't want me to call. I don't know why, but... What do you mean he didn't want you to call? Alma, are you all right? Sure, I'm all right, and we're, we're having a wonderful time. Well, you don't sound all right to me. What's the matter? If that boy isn't treating you right... Yes, Ma, now don't start worrying. Well, where are you staying, Alma? Canal Street Hotel. Well, listen, that... That man that used to come to see Jerry was in here, that Mr. Morton. He wants to know where to get in touch with Jerry. Well, I don't know how long we'll be here. Well, will you tell Jerry that Mr. Morton I wants to... I can't, Ma. I'm not supposed to be calling you. If Jerry knew... Uh-oh, there's somebody at the door. I'll call you again. Now, Alma, We're what... only staying here a few days, and then we're going to Austin. I'll call you from there. Bye, Ma. Take care of yourself. <laughs> After the blue Cadillac got away from the sheriff in West Bay, Mississippi, the Louisiana police were asked to watch out for it. In addition, the Motor Vehicle Bureau was put on the alert to check any request for a transfer of a New York registration. Two days later, such a request was reported by a New Orleans used car dealer who had purchased the car for $1,800. We interviewed the dealer immediately and verified the description of the seller. We also found that a 1949 Ford had been stolen from this dealer's lot the night of his purchase of the Cadillac. Oh, it's not a bad little job for a 1949, is it? Alma? Huh? You know, you've been acting like a clam ever since we left New Orleans. I'm sorry. Well, come on, what's eating you? Nothing, Jerry. You're not still worried about that cop in West Bay, are you? Maybe I am. A little? Well, I told you, I just don't like cops, that's all. The most we would have gotten was a fine, Jerry. Five or ten dollars. I don't like cops, Alma. But if they trace the Drop it, you hear me? Well, don't. Just mind your own business and I'll mind mine. No, I mean that, Alma. You talk about that cop once more, and I'll put you on the first train back to Miami. You hear me? Yes, Jerry. Good. 
There's a sign coming up. Alma. You read it. Oh, come on, it's your turn. No, Jerry. Look, what's the... Oh, you're not going to start bawling on me, are you? For the love of... You can't of... talk to me like that. Like what? All I said was I don't like cops. Is there anything queer about that? Maybe there is. What do you mean? I don't know. Listen, Alma. I don't know, Jerry. You won't let me call Ma or even send her a postcard. You, you act like we were running away from oh, something. you're off your rocker. All I'm running away from is a crummy job. I wish I could believe that, Jerry. Just doesn't seem that way to me. While our trail stopped momentarily in New Orleans, another trail was being picked up at the Edley Motor Court in Miami. Wait here, Sam. I'll be out in a couple of minutes. Okay. Good morning, ma'am. Oh, hello. Remember me? I was in here last week. Oh, I... yes, you're Mr. Morton. That's right. I was just driving by. I thought I'd stop in and see if you'd heard from your daughter, Jerry. Well, I... No, I didn't, Mr. Morton. Oh, that's too bad. You know, that crazy kid Jerry walked right out of our office, didn't even leave us a forwarding address. I've got a check for $800 belonging to him. I don't even know where to send it. $800? Uh-huh. Those kids could probably use it on their honeymoon, huh? Well, sure they could. Would you... Would you want to leave it with me and the first time I hear from no, you? No, I'd not? rather not, Mrs. Edley. Besides, I want to talk to Jerry. I want to offer him the uh, franchise for our California territory. Oh. But if you haven't heard, well, that's my tough luck. Sorry to have bothered you, Mrs. Edley. Uh, Mr. Morton. Yes? Uh, you, you didn't bother me, and I, I'm afraid I've been telling you a little white lie. I, I did hear from them. At least Alma, my, my daughter, phoned me. Oh, she did? They're staying at a motel just outside of Austin, Texas. I guess if he knew you had a check for him and you wanted him to work in What's California... What's the name of the uh, motel, Mrs. Edley? Well, it's, um, it's the Panhandle on Route 20, just outside the city. Panhandle on Route 20. Thanks, Mrs. Edley. Well, I don't know whether I should have told you, but... Oh, you were perfectly right in telling me. Jerry just didn't want to talk business on his honeymoon. Thanks again, Mrs. Edley. I know Jerry is going to be real surprised when he finds out what I've got for him. Back to the traveling man in just a moment. But first, what's the best soap for extra dirty hands? To get the answer, we've asked two men to make the lava wash-up test. One's using ordinary toilet soap, the other lava. Ready, boys? All, All set. set. Go. Wow, look at lava get that dirt. Every inch of lava contains 50,000 tiny scrubbers. Dirt's gone in 30 to 50 seconds. Lava's double-action lather is tough on dirt, gentle on hands. It contains the same soothing ingredient used in expensive hand lotions. Time's up. Let's see the results. First, the man who used lava. How about it? My hands are clean, really clean. No marks on the towel. And yours, sir? Mine are still dirty. Ordinary soap just can't clean so deep so fast. Right you are. There's nothing like lava to get hands clean and keep towels fresh. So for you, Dad, for you, Mom, and the kids, always keep lava handy. L-A-V-A, L-A-V-A.
And now, act three of tonight's story, The Traveling Man. Then, having located the blue Cadillac in New Orleans, we shifted our attention to the Ford, which had been stolen from the dealer who'd purchased the Cadillac. The Ford's license number was spotted by a gas station attendant in a Texas town on Route 290, just west of Houston. By the time the state police were notified, the car was lost again. Agent Reynolds and I picked up the trail at this town and headed west, the direction of the stolen car. Our car was radio-equipped, and we maintained contact with our San Antonio field office. KFBI to car 12. Where are you now? Just past Fremont. You got anything for us? Nothing yet. Nothing is past the checkpoints west of Austin. Okay, we're still with it. Okay, we'll keep you posted. Right. Want me to drive a while, Chef? No, I'm not tired. How far is it to Austin? A little over 50, according to this map. Uh, looks like we're going to draw a blank, doesn't it? Maybe. They were heading west on this road, 290. Hmm. How many roads branch from 290 between Houston and Austin? <laughs> I'm not going to count. And if they were smart, they'd stay off main highways, wouldn't they? Sure, but I don't think they are smart, Chef. At least the boy isn't. He could have picked up a car off the street instead of the dealer's lot. Unless he didn't know how to take one off the street. Yeah, that's an angle, too. But how did he get the Cadillac? I don't know. It's possible he was just the delivery man. Possible. But where's he running and why? I'll tell you that when we find him. And if. <laughs> okay. When do we eat? Eat? Yeah, lunch. Look, you've been to the movies, you watch television. Did you ever see a federal agent sit down <laughs> to eat? <laughs> you got me there. We can't do anything as dull as the eating. FBI to car 12. Go ahead. We just got word from the sheriff's office at Hillman... A motel on Route 20 checked in a 49 Ford last night with Louisiana license 280691. How far are you from the town of Dry River? Uh, looks like about 30 miles. You're closer than the sheriff at Hillman. It's the Panhandle Motel, Route 20, about 10 miles west of Elgin. Okay, we're on the way. Keep in touch. Call if you want help. While we were heading for the Panhandle Motel, the driver of the stolen Ford was packing his bags, getting ready to check out. Alma, you got my shaving things in that one? Yes, Jerry. All right, take it out to the car. I'll be with you in a minute. Don't forget my coat. No, I won't. And the thermos, it's right there on... Mrs. Bowman? Yes? Glad to meet you, Mrs. Bowman. I've heard a lot about you from your mother. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I uh, sure had a hard time finding you two. Aren't you, uh, aren't you going to introduce me to your wife, Jerry? Well, Alma, this, this... This is Mr. Morton. I I was working for him in Miami. How do you do? This is Mr. Sam Donner from our office, Mrs. Bowman. Sam, why don't you help Mrs. Bowman take that stuff out to her car? I'd, uh, I'd like to talk to Jerry a minute. Sure, Nick. Jerry! I'll let him help you, Alma. I'll, I'll be right out. And close the door, Sam. Alma. Yes. I'll be right out, dear. Listen, Nick. Where's that Cadillac, Jerry? I didn't see it out in the parking space. Oh, Nick, I needed dough real bad. I sold it. Look, I've got most of the money with me. I'll, I'll, I'll give, you, give you what I have, and I'll work what out What made the rest. you think you could get away with this, Jerry? Listen, I know it looks bad, looks Nick. Looks bad. I'll pay it back to you, I swear. I, I told you not to try going into business for yourself, didn't I? I wasn't, Nick. We were just going to California for a honeymoon. We were coming back. Uh-huh. It's the truth, Nick. you got to believe me. How much did you get for the Cadillac? I got 1800 You lied. I swear to you, you Nick. You lied. Oh. 
Give me whatever dough you've got. Oh, yeah, sure, here. Here, take it. The whole 1800 is here. <laughs> you just said you were hard up. Well, I, I, I had what you gave me for driving last You're night. You're a stupid punk, Jerry. You know that? Look, maybe I did make a mistake, Nick. I had Nick. you tagged the first time you drove a car down. Just a stupid pool room punk. On account of you, we had to change our whole setup in Miami. What? Our whole setup, we changed it. Joe says no cars will come down till I take care of you. What do you mean? Take care of you. That doesn't get through, you dumb skull. Oh, listen, Nick, I paid, paid you. Paid me. Every minute you were loose with that Cadillac, some cop could have picked you up and lost our whole operation. Oh, look, let me talk to Joe. Let me call You're him on the phone. You're not talking to anybody. Get your bag. What? You've got a car out there, haven't you? Yeah. Okay, pay your bill. We'll go in your car. Go where? Houston first. Sam will put your wife on the train, then you and Sam and I are going to go for a trip. Where? You'll find her. No, no, I'm not Jerry, going with you. you're not so stupid you don't know what this is. Listen, Nick. Don't go off right in your face, Jerry. Don't act up. I mean that. Okay, pick up the bag. That's the idea. Now, come on. Don't forget the thermos bottle. Let, let me call Joe. Take your you? wife's coat, too. Nick. Come on, Jerry. Go ahead. Pay your bill. I'll wait. Well, good morning. I'd, I'd. I'd like to check out, please. As we were turning into the Panhandle Motel, a 49 Ford drove out. The license number was 280691, Louisiana registration. Car 12 to KFBI. We've just spotted the Ford coming out of the motel. We're going after them. KFBI to 12. Which direction are they going? West on 20. Okay, we'll set up a block on that road in case they lose you. They won't lose us. We'll keep in touch. Okay, Shep. Step on it. We overtook the stolen Ford five miles from Austin. All of the occupants of the car surrendered without resistance. As a result of their capture, we were able to break up the New York to Miami car theft ring, all of whose members, including Jerry Bowman, received long terms in prison. Bowman's wife, Alma, suffered a great shock on learning the true nature of her husband's business. But she's known to have visited him numerous times in prison. For the next eight years, Jerry Bowman will cease to be the traveling man. And now, Bill Foreman wants to tell you how to get your husband off to work with a smile. It's just as easy as can be. Just serve him a cup of delicious Nescafe instant coffee, along with those breakfast bacon and eggs. Say how he'll go for that richer Nescafe flavor. A deliciously different, heartier flavor no other coffee has. Yes, ma'am. And here's why. Nescafe takes choice coffees, fine coffees, and then full brew them to bring you more of that real, rich, heart-of-the-bean goodness than any other coffee. But look, why not find out for yourself? Get Nescafe at your grocer's tomorrow. And then let that first delicious taste tell your husband and you that no other coffee, instant or ground, gives you the richer flavor of Nescafe instant coffee. 
You save money, too, with Nescafe Instant Coffee. Up to 25 cents a pound over ground coffee. Tonight's story, Rosemary Rice played the part of Alma, and Bob Reddick was Jerry. The radio dramatizations for the FBI in Peace and War are written by Louis Pelletier and Jack Fink. These programs are produced and directed by Betty Mandeville. All names and characters used on the program are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This program is based on Frederick L. Collins' book, The FBI in Peace and War, and is not an official program of the FBI. The FBI in Peace and War was brought to you by... L-A-V-A, L-A-V-A. Lava, the soap that gets grimy hands cleaner, faster than ordinary soaps ever can. And by Nescafe Instant Coffee, the coffee with the richer heart of the bean flavor. Again, we want to remind you to be sure to listen to next Wednesday's story, Killer at Large, on the FBI in Peace and War. Same time, same station. This is the CBS Radio Network. <laughs>